hello oh hello how's it going oh good i'll have you know i had to uproot franklin from cuddling with me to come record so i'm giving up a lot right now oh (laughs) are you giving up air conditioning (laughs) (laughs) oh well i guess not i guess you win Uh, it's so hot. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> just kidding. It's not that bad. I mean, it will be by the time we finish recording, but I just turned it off so the room's still cool. <laughs> oh, so you've still got a little time left? <laughs> yeah, I still got a little time. The door has to stay cracked open, unfortunately, for the cats. So it's oh. gonna heat up pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> those assholes needed to come in for like food and water and whatever and all the necessities the worst oh my well other than that how are you oh pretty good just you know working on charging my phone it like hasn't been up to 100% in probably weeks (laughs) oh no yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't know. I think it's just this, like, shitty Target charger. Oh, yeah. You know, I've noticed, too, that, like, sometimes the things I blame on my phone are actually my charger, even though I, like, never think to blame the charger. Or, like, earphones. Like, sometimes it's other things, and it's not always the phone, but I always jump to the phone first. Yeah. Yeah. My last phone had, like... I can't even give you a number because it had so many problems like an uncountable yeah. number of problems wasn't that the phone you had like while you were in peace corps like you had that one for a longer time than most didn't you i did i had that one no only two years because i got it right before i went into peace corps and then it like died right when i got back Up. So Albania killed it. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks, Albania. Thanks, Albania. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. iPhone 6 was just terrible. So iPhone 6 killed itself. <laughs> oh, bye, iPhone 6. Bye, iPhone 6. Yeah, no, that one had a lot of problems with it. So I have some trust issues with iPhones, but I think this really is just the charger. Yeah, that could be. Could be it. I keep buying, like, fucking dollar store chargers and then being like why isn't this working why doesn't this plug into my car like because most of them too are like they don't even they're not data transfers so like you can't you can't even like plug it into your car and have it play or like into your Uh, computer and you know do pictures and i'm always like why and it's like because you bought this for one (laughs) dollar the cheapest kind of charger you can get yeah i always forget that there are chargers that don't do all the things that a charger is supposed to do or like a connector cord is supposed to do yeah I'm a jerk that was kind of new to me too (laughs) yeah but I I like I really don't use my phone for a lot of things like my car is so old it doesn't even like sync to any sort of technology other than CDs (laughs) 
other than your car sinks with CDs. <laughs> That's that is an anachronism if I ever heard it. That is like 2019 <laughs> speak. Looking back on 2000. <laughs> yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's funny um but speaking of there's no good segue there i just am really speaking of things (laughs) speaking of stuff and things let's uh (laughs) talk about this book that i'm really excited about (laughs) yeah persian cats actually oh i missed the segue speaking of throwbacks is what it should have been oh yeah you're right because this is truly the throwiest of backs (laughs) of (laughs) backiest the backiest of throws (laughs) oh yes yes of course the backiest of throws yeah i checked the date on this book (laughs) and it was yeah i meant to do that i didn't do that the original copyright i think was 1939 1939 1939 goodness and you know what's funny is that I didn't read so far I haven't really seen I mean maybe an equal if not less number of like problems with like female portrayal than in the cat who book no you know I was thinking about that too and I was like why is Nancy Drew like so ahead of its time in terms of like being like strong female leads because it, it's true it's three strong female leads and then all of the like men in the book are supporting characters yeah like the most like the most that I could find that was annoying was like Nancy was cooking breakfast for her dad when the housekeeper wasn't there and she was like cleaning up but I was like also maybe she just likes doing that I don't know like that was it wasn't like said any way that was like yeah you know like she was supposed to do that it just was like it, it just was happening right it wasn't like specifically like oh Nancy because she's a woman was in the kitchen it was like right. you know it just <laughs> seemed to be a thing she also like doesn't really have a job and her dad's a lawyer so it kind of makes sense that she like might not have other things to do like she does have other right. things to do but she like not she doesn't really do this for money I'm so yeah, well, confused about her role to be completely honest I'm actually confused about her age because I realized yeah she is I'm not sure I had by the end of this section uh Oh, by the way, everyone, welcome to Paranormal oh, Cat TV. Yes. We're reading Nancy Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy oh, Drew and the, the clue of the tapping heels. Yeah, guys, we're so excited. We're, we decided to go back to the original sleuths of at least uh, my life. Our, our lives, yeah. Yeah, um, because this uh, Nancy Drew book it involves cats quite a bit. So we thought we would hop on board that train while we were here and have a fun little summer surprise yeah um book, in between cat who this books. is book 16 if you have the original yellow books with the numbers on them yes which you do actually don't you have the one from the library i do yeah i do and Very i wish cool. i could take a picture of it it has this like giant actually you know what i'm gonna take this off it says do not remove this band but i'm gonna uh, what <laughs> it's what? like <laughs> It's like because I had to request this from a different county. <laughs> oh it, my god! It has like a like a band across the cover that I'm not supposed to take off, so that they know to send it back to that original county when I return it. Oh, gotcha. So it's just like a paper. It's a paper. Yeah, band. it's like an an extra cover, but it's taped on. I'm gonna take it off and take a picture anyway because it's too cool not to. 
Julia, we need Instagrammy pictures of it because I bought it on Kindle because I left it to the last minute as per no. usual. <laughs> oh, mine is not fun to take a picture of, but yours is. And Boo, I Kindle. also demand that you put it near your cats. Yeah, for sure. I'll put it near. Oh, I'm so mad I don't have a fluffy pet. Trudy, grow more fur. <laughs> Get fluffier now. Get fluffier. I want you to look like a Persian for this picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah so the premise of this so you don't get a ton of you know uh i guess leading information in the uh the you know jacket copy but you get that there is a mysterious how well there's a house with a woman she's a retired actress and she has been hearing some creepy tappings in her house tippity tappings yeah 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 and she is also a persian cat breeder and so her cats are also uh she's becoming to starting to realize are getting kidnapped in batches of like five so she has a shit ton of cats she has so many cats she also has like a whole garage dedicated to cats and a catio and i'm like really jealous of her life to be honest it has a pretty sweet setup is yeah it's like when i become an old retired actress i also want a <laughs> garage full of cats that leads out into an enclosure yes yes hard agree so where does this one start should we start i i feel like i interrupted us but then was like, oh, maybe we should go back to the start of the start. It's so, you know, when I was also, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Go sorry, I just was going to yell about how, like, I was going to say, you know what I've also noticed about this book is that it, like, I kind of like the way that it flows. Like, it flows really fast. Yeah, it's so, and I think that's what made it so, like, aside from it being, like, pretty small and, like, fairly large print and, you know, yeah. no, no complex sentences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that's what made it like so nice and easy to read as like a like what age did we read these originally like early elementary school yeah I was gonna say like yeah whenever like reading starts like what is that like third grade third to fifth grade maybe I mean I never really stopped loving them but at some point I guess I did stop reading them yeah but I remember reading these pretty late but I think originally mom read them to us so i think it might have even been like before reading age wow i don't think i know i didn't remember that my memory is also terrible so that's really sweet yeah we used to have reading time do you not remember reading time well yeah i definitely remember (laughs) reading time i just didn't know that nancy drew was one of them i'm pretty sure nancy drew was one of them among like redwall and other such books Yeah, I mean, I think you're definitely right, because I think I remember, actually, because I know that we had, we had, like, quite a few Nancy Drew books, probably still have them. I think we had, like, all of them at one point. Yeah, but, like, do you remember, like, so half, I mean, most of them were from, like, you know, the 90s as we were growing up with, like, Mm -hmm. they were still the yellow ones, but they were, like, the newer at the time yellow ones, but um, some of them were really old, and those could have been moms. Probably, yeah. They had a little combo. I hope those are still there. I think they probably are. I definitely saw like one or two. I don't think we have all of them anymore. I think we have like a handful, like a select one or two that probably like missed the the cleaning out donation boxes. Well, good. I hope they stay there. (laughs) Maybe we should put in a request. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll go home and save them along with Hocus Pocus and Chasing Poppy. Oh my God. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Which I did save last time I went home. <laughs> oh, 
thank god if you guys don't know what that is look that up yeah it's a, it's a treasure um so yeah so this nancy drew book and that's the other beauty of nancy drew books is that you can pick them up at any point in the series and they're just mm-hmm. great like this doesn't feel like you miss anything it's oh my really- god and sorry not to cut you no off, but the most most important well not the most important but one of the more exciting points of this is that they're actually coming out with a new nancy drew tv series <gasps> in the fall oh my god that's right i keep forgetting that which I'm super excited about. And I think that ages her at high school, but I think she might be like college age in these books. I'm very unsure. Yeah. You know what? Let's go back to that. Cause that was my initial question because by the, so basically we read, uh, yeah, the clue of the tapping heel mm-hmm. and by that we've read the first half because they are a little faster to read than uh, the cat who books. So we'll do this in two, two parts, but um, so that by the end of this half, we read up to chapter 10, I had convinced myself that she was actually in high school and that Ned was a little bit older than her and he was maybe like a freshman in college. But then I was like, that doesn't make any sense because she's There's not. no mention of her going to classes. Yes. She's like sleeping over at someone else's house. Yes. But she's doing her play. She's in a play in this, mm-hmm. but she's doing her play at the high school. I don't know if that's just like a community play that's using the high school as a, I mean, they def, they don't describe it, which they don't really need to. But I definitely feel like if I were maybe reading them in se- in like sequence, maybe we would know what her age is. But yeah, I like forgot and maybe. then couldn't <laughs> replace it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah because she's kind of described. I mean, it doesn't like she's kind of like out of like age and place and time. To be completely honest, like she yeah. could be anything. She's described as an amateur detective yes so she's not employed by any means um the police seem to have worked with her in the past and are happy with her doing their job for them for free oh sure (laughs) yes yes so like she's obviously good at what she does but again not employed or considered a professional but she's also not going to school and her dad seems happy to like send her off into dangerous situations like with her own car doing her own thing so she's not like like she is her own kind of person but also like a little bit of an enigma (laughs) a hard agree actually like a little bit of what you were saying really like rang true in the way of like she could be any anything to anyone because she's kind of ageless (laughs) which like is kind of true like in this my mind she could be anywhere you know like and it's funny because growing up I I read it as like she was a lot older. I mean, obviously, because we were in elementary school. But now I'm reading it like, is she in high school? And I just missed that. Like, she could honestly be anywhere from like high school to like 35. Or maybe not 35, but like, because Ned's in college. But like, maybe like 25 or 27 even. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, there just is like no, you could like believe it, I feel like at any of those points along the way. And it is kind of a cool like, you know even if you are picking up a book in the middle and you don't like I'm sure that information is given maybe in another book but it is kind of neat that like not knowing it it does kind of feel like she's you know anyone along any age range could relate to her yeah no it's it's true she also uh because I always want to talk about Veronica Mars which also has a new series coming out and uh also very tenuous connection just the amateur sleuth but i just wanted to bring it up because uh she is kind of a pre-veronica mars in a way mm-hmm. yeah i mean in a timeline yes she is very pre pre-veronica <laughs> mars 
1939. Yeah, and so like going back to the the 1939 part of it, it like does make a little bit more sense then because like she could be college age, but just like living at home, amateur sleuthing instead of going to college because I'm not sure it was necessarily like a oh. like a, a norm for women to go to college back then. You know what? That's really interesting. That's probably true because. You know, Bess and her friends, Bess and uh, George, don't go to college either. They're both women. I don't believe they do. Although it does say that George is an athlete, so I don't know what um, maybe like and a local a, league she would could be. Could have in. been a high school athlete. Um, yeah, I was kind of pictured George as like a league of their own type. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but no, that's really interesting because I wonder if these. I, maybe I should like start reading articles and like you know, things about Nancy Drew and how they were written, because I wonder if it was kind of a, like a, almost like a rebuttal to like the idea that women should just like stay at home. And it's like, oh, okay, they're going to like, this one's going to stay at home, but also not really because like, if she's not going to college, she's going to do something else because she's fucking smart. Yeah. She might not be hired on as a detective on the police force, but she sure as hell going to be one in the community. Yeah, that's true. And her dad is a lawyer, so he clearly you know, doesn't have any qualms of just paying the bills for all of their household together. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily seem like she really is wanting for money at all. No, it never really seemed that way in any of the books. I don't think it's always kind of like, oh, just do whatever you want. Yeah, it's going to be footed. You crashed yeah. your car. No worries. I'll buy you another one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that actually does happen in like a couple of the books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she always ends up with the same convertible though, because I yeah. remember that convertible from. Yeah, oh, she definitely drives a convertible. That's for sure. Which, like, what does a convertible in the 1940s look like? Uh, retro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like a Model T. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but I mean, whew, God bless Nancy Drew. It was probably one of the first things that like really got me into any sort of like like I don't know is she the original nerd like I love I just feel like it got me into like all the genres of things that I like love yeah no it's true I mean she's the like the original like smart capable independent role model yeah Uh um also fun fact um because I was looking up Nancy Drew and Caroline Keene Carolyn Keene? Caroline? Carolyn. I think Carolyn, yeah. Carolyn Keene. Because when I went to the library, there were other Nancy, there were like recent Nancy Drew books also that. Yeah. written by Carolyn Keene. And I was like, mm, no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> this is a Carolyn Keene as like a, like a royal we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so Carolyn Keene actually isn't a, a real person. Oh, um, was that her pen name? Yeah, that's... uh like the the nancy drew author pseudonym is that the, <gasps> the word for it yeah, yeah. So there's, there's no carolyn keen the original author wrote like 20 something of the original 30 um so there is like one kind of main author for the beginning of them mm-hmm. um but her name was like mildred something so <gasps> i love that mildred yeah. You gotta love a <laughs> And uh, she was born in like 1902 and lived to like the early 2000s. Oh my um, God. But yeah, so Nancy Drew can 
in theory keep going because Carolyn Keene is a a, a name owned by Nancy Drew. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be so interesting to know like like who's doing that now. Like it would be really poetic to think that it would be like, you know, Mildred's granddaughter or you know someone that's still in the line or like if that pseudonym is like technically owned by like a the you know their family or you know something or a publisher maybe or how that works that's so interesting yeah I'm not really sure I mean the publishers are uh Gossett and Dun- Dunlap no the Putnam and Gossett group that members sounds of the- like it's straight out of 1940 <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the little stamp at the bottom here Gossett and Dunlap publishers New York a member of the Putnam and Gossett group so they might Putnam. own they might own a Nancy Drew and Carolyn Keene. Interesting. That's so interesting, huh? But yeah, there are there are recent books out. And by recent, I might mean like early 2000s. I'm not sure how recent, how actually recent <laughs> they are. But they are by Carolyn Keene. You know, I, I did see that. I didn't really look too much into it. I'm glad you did. Um, I was thinking like, because as I was reading um, this section that we read, I was thinking like, man, like crime the crimey thing like sleuthing detective like true crimey not even really true crimey but like sleuthing detective type um even like you know spy type like that kind of genre is super interesting before like it's it's just like really interesting to read about before like cell phones or before like instantly being connected to people on like multiple platforms in multiple ways like I just love kind of going back to that because I mean I think you and I both probably remember the time before we had cell phones and you know the time before internet even was really yeah because mom and dad didn't let us have cell phones until we were like 17 yeah until they were worried we were we could just drive ourselves away (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, i remember having to like use uh the pay phones at school oh 100 percent. yeah to be like okay soccer practice ended early come get me i'm sitting in in the like the like gym (laughs) Yeah, or like walking over to the daycare center and being like, uh, "Mom, the bus doesn't. The after school bus doesn't go to our house because we live so <laughs> fucking far away. <laughs> Drive me home." <laughs> oh God, yeah, <laughs> I know. And so, like, in some ways, I'm like not as interested in the new Nancy Drews just because I. I mean, it's probably just because I feel so attached to the old um, Nancy Drew. Oh my god, sorry, Murphy. I like closed the door halfway and and like the cats can still come in and out, but Murphy just like stuck half of her body through. She stood up and freaked out and started messing with my scarves that were hanging <laughs> on the other <laughs> side. Did you just panic a little bit? No. Um but yeah, this book is great. I'm so happy we're back in Nancy Drew. Um maybe we should get into should we get into the the timeline of the tapping heels and the missing <laughs> Persian cats. Should we get into the actual book? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could probably wax poetic about Nancy Drew for like the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, because she's great. And I oh. wish there were more more cats and more of these books so we could keep reading them. <laughs> I know. I don't know what was wrong with me. I for sure convinced myself that she had a cat. That she and I'm like still mildly convinced that this owner this cat owner, uh this eccentric uh lady gives her a cat at the end of this um i mean maybe i i don't know i have not read to the end i did read the last page (laughs) 
you did how dare you I do that sometimes too <laughs> yeah I just happened to it just fell it just fell open <laughs> uh-huh sure sure you stick to that story no there is something about last lines I love first lines of books and I love last lines of books yeah well it's funny because I've read I know I've read every single Nancy Drew book before yes. um and I don't necessarily remember all of it but I do remember the ending of this book do you really? I do. Well, I remember the like last scene. I don't remember like the actual mystery. The last page doesn't give anything away. Oh, interesting. There are things of this that like kind of ring like as I'm reading them. I'm like, oh, yes, I remember her driving down this driveway. I remember her being in this creepy house. Like there are certain things that I remember, but I definitely don't remember like any plot points until they're actually upon me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah this uh the attic scenes were familiar to me I for some reason remember her going through these uh the creepy attics and like noticing the trellis oh yeah you know why probably because that's really similar not the trellis part but like I was picturing our house. main street house yes the main street house <laughs> I bet you that attic looked exactly like that main street house that's exactly what I pictured also yeah oh because that house was probably also from like the 1920s or before who knows yeah I, I mean I know I think it was a hundred year old house back when we were living in it so it must have been the early 1900s late yeah. 1800s oof 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 yeah that was an old house yeah but anyway yeah back but to the book okay. that back we to the book <laughs> I haven't started talking about yet <laughs> well I think honestly I think it's gonna be like a, a kind of a quick like go through because it does fly like it really goes so fast and it's not like it does and like a lot happens but it's yeah it's not as like juicy as you know like there aren't little details it's pretty like straightforward that's true there aren't the like there's not like the side gossip of the cat who and there's no like you know back and forth and like quiller and doing his errands or anything like that of like where did he learn this when did he pick this up what happened here so i feel like this will be yeah like a pretty straight shot to where we're mm-hmm. going which is the climax at chapter 10 at chapter 10 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um yeah. so yeah starting off uh yes i think it starts off with nancy tap dancing it does she's but she's tap, also tap. she's a tapping in morse code because she's a fucking badass <laughs> because she just decided to pick it up for fun Yes, she is playing a part in a local, like, variety show type item or, like, uh, maybe high school play. We don't know how old she is. (laughs) Yeah, we're not sure. But there definitely is a play happening and she's definitely part of it. And she's only in a couple different acts, but she is uh, tapping. Mm -hmm. And she has her own number at the end. Oh, yeah, she has a big solo. Yeah. So she's an amateur detective, amateur dancer. Amateur Morse code learner. She is. Because, yeah, the first scene that we get is uh, Nancy tapping in her own house. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bess, her friends Bess and George are watching. And they're kind of like, man, if I didn't know any better, I'd say that's a code. And she's like, it is. I just taught myself Morse code. For funsies. Yeah, for funsies. And she was like, and I'm already tapping in this play. So I thought I'd combine them. And it's like, oh, you're so cool. (laughs) (laughs) yes um yeah so then it it jumps pretty quickly into the mystery so hannah Mm -hmm. 
is another main character um well like main side character she's a consistent character throughout all of the books she's um nancy's housekeeper slash like maybe mother figure yes slash very important part of the family yeah she's like she cooks all their meals but also nancy's um mom died when she was really young so you're right i think she is kind of like i think aside from like the household duties i think she definitely is there to like be there because her dad is there she's very close to her dad too but he also works a lot and so i think she's there also to like be another you know figure in in nancy's life um yes much like the housekeeper's name <gasps> and the cat who who i oh, forget mrs cobb mrs iris cobb <laughs> r.i.p iris cobb yeah much like mrs cobb so hannah is her name hannah mm-hmm. um the housekeeper has a friend who is this retired actress slash persian cat breeder who uh wants to hire slash not hire because nancy does not work for money (laughs) yeah um hire nancy as a detective to figure out what is going on oh well actually no it's not the the retired actress hannah's friend is the like the actress's friend who's taking care of her because she has like a broken leg yeah so um her hannah's friend is i think she i think they called her a practical nurse which i think in today's speak would be like a live-in nurse like a someone that comes to your home and and to or like a ho- hospice maybe i'm i'm unsure of like the terms now but i think that would be someone who like not hospice that's not the hospice. one where you're about to die oh that's like a place you go i thought that felt wrong yeah, yeah i think it would be more like a live-in type nurse or like yeah. an nurse like a who... caretaker nurse yeah. i don't yeah. know the, i don't know the terms either <laughs> yeah but it's definitely yeah. someone she's there you're right she broke her leg recently and i think she's also she's a lot older too so i think it's a combination of like she's broken her leg she already has a hard time getting around because there's a mm-hmm. lot of different scenes we get of like at all of them helping her get up and down the stairs and mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like she's help. she's currently in a wheelchair but isn't normally in a wheelchair so her house is like a little hard to navigate yeah for her it, it does seem like a big like house kind of like nancy's too that you mm-hmm. know is like kind of an old i was picturing like a victorian type house that yeah is like has a lot of st- it does did you catch too it does have a front set of stairs and a back set of stairs so i think it has oh. that whole thing of like you know it's old enough to have like a servant's quarters and like a you know the back mm-hmm. stairs so that the servants wouldn't be noticed in the front part of the house but i mean she's not living that way but you know some houses are you know just still around that are, were have those things from mm-hmm. a long time ago yeah and because at one point like Nancy's like running up the front stairs and Bess and George are running up the back stairs because they're checking the whole house mm, yeah but no you're right it, it's um yeah I forget that woman's name Mrs it's Mrs Bealey I think Mrs Bealey is the friend and Miss Carter is the e- eccentric actress yes retired actress um yes. and yeah it's the caretaker who has told Hannah who then obviously told uh, Nancy about a mystery of Bruin at Miss Carter's house which is that every night for the last uh, supposedly a couple weeks I think they've been hearing strange tapping sounds at night 
Oh, it's a ghost, maybe. That was the first thing. Yeah, I think it was George was like, is it a ghost? And Nancy's like, I don't know. We'll find out. I was like, you're the greatest. (laughs) It's always a ghost, but it's always a person just like (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Yes, yes. It's very Scooby-Doo-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like they're very open-minded to it being a ghost and then being like, you know, they pull off someone's mask and it's like, it's a person. It's a person. We met you in the beginning. Yeah. Strange oh side character. It comes back around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah. uh, they set off pretty early um, to this house. Bess and George are cousins. So they call their respective families. Um, not cousins of Nancy's, cousins of each other. Of themselves. But they, of, them, of themselves, yeah. Um, but they're from kind of like the same extended fam anyway they call yeah. their their individual parents and get permission to stay at this house with nancy um so they start off pretty quickly um heading to the house and on the way they come across a little kitten in the road oh. a little fluffy kitten kitten in the road kitten in the road yeah luckily nancy sees it and slams on the brakes yes um, so the kitten comes to no immediate harm, um, and they, they grab it and take it back to the house because it's a fluffy little Persian, and they just assume that it came from the house. Yeah, and it is confirmed pretty quickly. They meet Mrs. Bealey and Miss Carter pretty quickly, and they mm-hmm. bring this kitten up to Miss Carter, and Miss Carter is like, oh, yes, that is my cat, but how did it get out? Because I have this awesome catio. <laughs> Which they call a cattery. <laughs> I know they call it a cattery. I was just gonna say the catio is our word, not or like your word. I know you used that before, like your word, not theirs. And then I forgot that they even had like a better word than us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take me to the cattery. <laughs> to the cattery. Yeah. So they come up to the house and they have like Mrs. Carter has like a like a, like an outdoor like pavilion type caged in area for the cats that leads to the garage that is just like a cat room yeah. um so yeah they check uh they check the the cat room and the cattery to try to figure out like what is you know like what's unlocked or what's unlatched or like how the kitten got out and she like goes in and there's just like cats everywhere like it sounds like Mm -hmm. she has a hundred cats I know that's not the actual number but it sounds like she has a ton (laughs) it's definitely a lot because she stands there counting them in silence everyone's kind of like okay let her count and she's (laughs) counting these cats and then she after like minutes of silence she's like five are missing which if five are missing then that's a lot then, of cats that you got. That's if you a lot. Count, that's a lot of cats. You have to count to get to that point. That is, uh, yeah, quite the alarming amount of cats. But she does breed them. I mean, I will always mm-hmm. say adopt on shop. But she is also she loves all of her cats, and she, you know, clearly is very invested in finding them good homes. And this is her only form of uh, livelihood, I think, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she, yeah, so she does discern that five of them are missing. And so they immediately go on, like, look around and are, yeah, trying to find. They kind of also, they look at the cat, the kitten that they have, and they're like, this kitten, because the kitten immediately falls asleep um, in, I think it's Bess's lap as they're driving up the driveway. And then as they're holding the kitten while they're talking about it, they're like, this kitten is not acting like a normal kitten. It seems like it might have been drugged which is really sad. And so they call the police and there is a, which I actually remember that police 
that policeman's name. What is it? Keely? Maybe. I know you don't remember names, but I remember <laughs> looking at it and like whatever it actually is. I, I remember see like yes, it's Keely. Keely, mm-hmm. I remember seeing that front and being like, ah, yes, I remember that like double E, the, that like spelling from when I was a kid. Um, but so yeah, they uh they call the cops. The cops come, and he actually I and like this was kind of funny because he's like very attentive and he's like oh we'll like look into it and he's like yeah you're right he even too was like you're right this cat does look like it's been drugged and he was like do you mind if we take the cat and like to if i take the cat to a vet and we have uh him tested to see if he actually was drugged and so they you know let him do that so he takes the cat to a vet to be tested for drugs (laughs) (laughs) poor little guy poor little guy but i did love that the even the police officer was like oh yeah this cat does seem drugged (laughs) i was like are you a cat owner too sir maybe maybe um but yeah so what happens after that they do like that's like early in in the day too and so they kind of discern Mm -hmm. like oh these cats must have just recently been taken especially if this cat is still drugged and was just outside like it would have you know the drugs could have worn off and they could have gotten farther if um if it you know if it was any late or you know longer time frame from when the cats have been kidnapped so um they immediately start to investigate the house and so they look at all the locks and yeah like i think you said they find that nothing's been tampered with so they immediately think like oh this person has a key or a skeleton key um to get into the house because none of the locks have been disturbed and then i think from there they start looking through the house right they kind of no from there they go to sleep oh it's night I thought it was it's during night. The day. It, no, it well, it's during the day, but we're describing in much more detail than the book describes. Oh, <laughs> and so we're still on page like ten. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, but it jumps pretty quickly to nighttime because Bess and George agree to sleep in the garage with the cats to see if the thief comes back. Oh right, right, and then Nancy goes um, to the living room and kind of sits and waits to hear the tapping. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so the thief, spoiler alert, does come back and Bess uh, screams in yeah. the middle of the night, waking everyone up. And so they, uh, Bess and George see the garage door like opening and then Bess screams and then it like slams closed again. And so uh, Nancy wakes up and looks out the window and sees a man running away. Um, well, she also heard tapping before she fell. Like she wakes up not to the scream, but to the tapping oh yeah okay yeah because like, i forgot simu- that part yeah i think it was kind of kind of simultaneous was that the cause... same oh okay yeah it was the same night oh that's the one where she taps back yes yeah because she was ta- like she heard here's the test she falls asleep she's like too wired to like sleep she's in the living room she falls asleep. she finally does fall asleep and then she wakes up to the tapping and she's in a chair in the living room and it's going like right below her and so she thinks oh, this could be, like, I can't discern any code from it, but I wonder if this person knows Morse code. So she taps back, who are you in Morse code? Which is fucking badass. And I also mean, maybe it d- didn't work, but, yeah. like, it did stop the tapping. <laughs> I was going to say, also, truly maybe a little ill-advised, because she d- does then, like, let on that she knows that someone's tapping and, you know, all of that. Because she decided she was going to go into the basement and look around, but then she was like, I probably shouldn't do that by myself. So, yeah. I also wouldn't do that by myself. Basements are like super creepy. But oh yeah, she does. 100%. She does tap back, um, 
Yes. So she does kind of like figure out that it's coming from below her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that happens right before the scream then. So then she was already awake, which makes sense because she like looks out the window and sees the man running away. Yeah. Um, and goes chasing out after him. And mm-hmm. this must have been like pretty early in it's either like late at night that people are still awake or it's like really early in the morning like as the sun's coming up because I feel like there's still like enough light outside and like the neighbors are like sort of asleep but like also kind of awake and like definitely get woken up because like a bunch of dogs start like you know they like hear the commotion and come over and bark and then like the cats get all riled up and like things kind of go like a little crazy and out of control and one of the neighbors like opens up the window and is like I keep telling you to shut those cats up like I'm gonna call the police and get them taken away yeah this real dickhead like like, starts threatening and yeah you're right it also might pretty early on have like a suspect that I'd want to not be in anyone's life anymore (laughs) (laughs) I mean yes if if this guy is like not even connected at all it doesn't matter because he's still a dickhead like he (laughs) is so awful oh god and like this poor old woman miss carter is like oh you know she's like because like i was reading it like this guy can't like actually cannot have her like remove cat like you can't just be like call the cops and be like hey like take these cats away from this woman it's like no you can't do that especially if that's her business like you truly can't do that and but also he... it wasn't the cats making a commotion anyway it was the dogs yeah it was like other neighbors dogs i know i got mad about that too i was like why are you yelling at someone else in the neighborhood who has clearly like let their dog out in the middle of the night or like yeah it's probably their dog your is. dog yeah you probably <laughs> oh my god but yeah i was kind of it was really sad because it really did rile up um miss carter because she immediately gets like really upset and is like he can't make me do that can he like this is how i get my income and like oh my god i love my cats i can't you know i could never you know let them go or you know not let them go but like i could never get get rid of them uh for good and so yeah he he could come back because he's a real a real pos um But then, yeah, so then they all, is there anything else that night? Nancy doesn't catch him. She does chase after him, but he's very flighty and he gets away. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, they all go back to sleep, right? Um, yeah, so I think this oh. might be when they start checking out either the basement or the attic. No, I don't think they do anything at night because remember um, uh, Mrs. Beely, the in-home caretaker, I remember thinking it was so funny because she like makes them all a round of lemonade and then they all go back to sleep. (laughs) Midnight lemonade. (laughs) Lemonade's great for that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, if not the sugar, then definitely the like tartness doesn't keep you awake for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So next day comes around and uh, actually this is where the, the actor comes to visit. The mysterious actor who we haven't seen again yet. Yeah. Uh, a strange man comes to the door and Mrs. Beeling answers it. And everyone's, I think, like in the kitchen or everyone's talking or something. Um, and she comes back and is like, oh, a handsome man came by. But like, too bad he got the wrong house. He was looking for Miss Violet. And Mrs. Carter was like, oh, my God, that's me. That's my leading man from like my acting days. Like, bring yeah. him back. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, he he was gone. But uh, Nancy offers to chase him down. So she and Bess and George hop in the car to try to go find him. But um, unfortunately, he gets away. I suspect that he will be coming back at some point because that's kind of like a little side mystery. Yeah, but also like romance mystery. It is a romance mystery that I I feel like I actually remember is like maybe not connected, but I I was kind of thinking like the weird timing on this that like it is weird timing, especially right? if they haven't seen each other in a, like forever. Yeah, and they had. Been, I mean, there is no like Facebook, so like obviously if you've been looking for someone for a while, they could like evade you. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, there but... is no actual trace of people probably except mm-hmm. for like you know DMV records or like. Right. And no one's going to like hunt someone down that. Well, I mean, maybe someone's going to hunt someone down like that crazily to like find them in a couple of days. But he might have been like slow at it because I'm sure he has his own life. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that comes to nothing. They they really do keep up with him. But then Nancy's law abidingness gets in her way because she stops at a red light and he has already gone. He was a little bit ahead of them. So he has made it through the light and they they don't catch him. Mm-hmm. oh nancy and her red lights uh, uh. bummer but yeah they they do go back to the house i think they pick up the kitten and then go oh, back to the house someone no, picks that, up the kitten yeah the kitten gets picked up at some point yeah and the the call does come back that the kitten was drugged um mm-hmm. which is really sad so then they're like oh that means the other Poor cats were kitten. drugged too and like mm-hmm. they must have this person must have dropped um that that kitten because he was so small on the way out which is all just so sad that is so sad and also like i mean i guess kittens are small but if you're only gonna take one kitten and then you drop it wouldn't you notice i don't know like it's obviously not a very good thief but he did get away with five cats so yeah he was already carrying five other cats which begs the sad question of how did you transport said cats (laughs) maybe in a dog crate I mean, I was hoping it was anything other than just, like, a burlap sack. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Poor little guys. Um, yes. So, yeah, what happens next? They they come back with the kitten. Is this where they... Yeah, I think this is where they go to the attic. I'm not sure why yeah. they go to the attic. The sound came from the basement. Well, so, yeah, I think they do two things i think they do do a search of the basement i think this is when they start to get the lay of the land of the house and so i I think they do go to the basement together which they do later too but i think they go to the basement and they just kind of look around the area they like test with a hammer like they knock right under nancy's chair and they're like okay this was right like did that sound right nancy's like i guess kind of but i couldn't really tell like i'm not up there so they do that little check and they don't really find anything but then they Right, they check some of the other um, areas of the house. And then it does come out, too, that um, the tapping has also been heard in different parts of the house. And so that's why they check the attic, too, because um, Miss Carter said that she has heard tapping coming from around her room on the second floor. And then also on the third, on the third, which I think is the attic, potentially yeah that makes sense oh, okay cool mm-hmm. yeah so anyway they go up to the attic um, yes and it's full of like pretty cool stuff like all of her like old acting stuff and like props and yeah. uh, a bunch of fun things 
they don't really find anything like too crazy but nancy does find a beam that looks like it wasn't part of the original house and so she uses her skills of deduction (laughs) to uh decide to pull it down yeah which is very very which is a bold move (laughs) bold move (laughs) yeah that could have been (laughs) load-bearing yeah so she pulls it down it is a false beam um with a hole in it but it's empty so obviously whatever person or tapper or cat thief was up there they found what they were looking for so that's that's a mystery that hopefully we will get solved is what was in that beam yeah and nancy kind of throws out the thought of like oh maybe this was the tapping like someone messing with this beam Mm -hmm. so that was or trying just trying to find something in general like there might be um things hidden in other places if it's that's like since the tapping is still going on right true yeah that was like her first sort of few theories about the tapping and what it could be Mm -hmm. um and then i think after that nancy has to peace out to her play rehearsal yeah so she can only stay part-time um at the house because she has her plays to go to Mm -hmm. um yeah so she heads back but um unfortunately notices someone following her (gasps) yeah she notices a double chinned man following her (laughs) a pudgy man (laughs) i love that like the only yeah it's like the only description that we get from this like mysterious figure who does like quite a few things like he's the main suspect and all they know about him is that he's pudgy and double chinned (laughs) nancy does pull well nancy throughout this whole car following scenario is very smart in numerous ways but she Mm -hmm. one of the things i thought was so cool because she doesn't she notices that he's following her and then she like does a couple like test moves to see if he's following her like goes in like random places and then he comes back out on the you know freeway with her through like multiple exits multiple neighborhoods and she's like oh okay he's definitely following me and then but the thing i thought was so smart is that she at one point slams on her brakes so that she can see his license plate and his face so that he'll have to get really close to her because he's like a little farther you know keeping a distance Mm -hmm. and so she slams on her brakes and then he has to slam on his brakes too and so that's how she gets his um oh my god sorry murphy is like about to fall into my laundry hamper what are you doing no you better not walk on that please don't walk on that if she walks on that, all my dirty clothes are going to fall. Okay, well, we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she does, she slams on her brakes and um, so smart because she, mem- first of all, memorizes his license plate and mm-hmm. makes a note to like, you know, tell her dad and then go to their like contacts in the police department to, or the DMV to like figure that out who owns the car. And then she also gets, uh, that's how she knows how he looks, that he is double-chinned and a little pudgy, and then thinks, oh, I wonder if that was the same man that ran away from the house last night. Yeah, so she takes his license plate number to the uh, DMV or police or whatever. Well, she pulls one more smart move, though, because she she decides not to go home, and she Mm -hmm. just pulls into a random parking area, and then she goes in and out of, like cars until she gets to um an elevator and then she takes an elevator up an extra floor and then goes down a flight of stairs to her dad's office (laughs) bravo nancy drew oh bravo nancy drew bravo nancy drew for life 
So then, then she takes the license plate number to the people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she takes the the license plate to the police department. I feel like she took it somewhere else. I think it was actually the DMV. I feel like it was a little bit old timey where like she because remember at one point she was like, oh, I turned that part of the case over to my dad. I hope you guys are okay with that um later because she had basically given her dad because her dad is always like let me know if you need any help Mm -hmm. and i think he was the one that was like like knew someone at the dmv oh he does he knows someone at the dmv because then when they were at his office he basically comes up with this plan of like okay you and ned her boyfriend that we meet later tonight um are gonna switch cars that's like a whole side thing and so you know she won't be she'll be a little bit less like a little more incognito but then he's also the one that says okay i'll call my person at the dmv and i'll ask for them to cut like come up with the information on this part on the the plates for this car and then he also throws in the little tidbit of like you know obviously this other person has your plates so i made sure to let them know that if anyone calls asking about you to not tell them your information yeah (laughs) which is so funny because it's like you're doing that exact same thing (laughs) yeah but it's they're kind of like, good guys so yeah exactly it's like you, this person hasn't broken i mean nancy hasn't broken a crime and or uh, broken a law in her entire life so yeah she should be protected she's an angel and also <sighs> she's a community staple it seems like everyone knows her so i'm sure and her dad's like a high power lawyer who like also seems like a pretty solid guy so i'm sure they heard the name and were like yeah duh we're gonna do whatever you want us to do yeah it is a little like I mean, taking out the eccentricities of, like, Tony Stark and his family, it is, like, mildly like that. Like, they're just very good community members, and they, like, you know, have their own skill set, and they want to give back. I don't know how much Tony Stark wants to give back, but, like, they seem to be, like, you know, well enough thought of in their community and, you know, use their powers for good. Much like Quillerin. Oh, much like Quillerin. Throwback to when we used to read the Cat Moon books. (laughs) Julia, are you missing the cat who books? No way. I'm way into Nancy Drew. <laughs> mm. I am too. I'm so into this book. It's alarming. Yes. Indeed. Uh, um, so uh, I don't want to like jump ahead too much, but I figure this is probably a good time to talk about the like what the license plate number reveals because it doesn't I don't think it comes back like right away, but they do find out that it's a car or it's a license plate from a car that had been stolen and the person whose car got stolen i think nancy's dad also knows yes <laughs> and like calls and gets the story from immediately because he knows everyone in the community yeah um, literally the most convenient outcome <laughs> yeah so he like gets the story and he's like oh yeah my car was stolen like a while ago so they think that the thief had taken the license plate off of the stolen car and transferred it to another car which is like the dumbest way to do it in my opinion like shouldn't you take the car take the license plate off the car and put a new fresh license plate on it like you shouldn't take the license plate number that's linked to the stolen vehicle and put it on another car it doesn't make any sense (laughs) right well you also shouldn't be using a stolen license plate because it's going to come up as stolen and it's only going to cause like stupid problems for you down the line when you don't match yeah the license plate and registration information right no that's i mean i didn't explain it well but that was exactly my point <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah but yes yes <laughs> yeah like why are you using a number that's gonna identify you as a thief 
<laughs> right. Literally, there's a like a APB out on this license plate as stolen. Like, why would you write exactly? Why would you like only make it easier for them to find you and figure it out? Well, but I mean, they definitely don't get any information on the pudgy man, though. No. So that's like one drawback of it. Because like, yeah. I feel like a lot of times in detective stories, it's like you get a hit back and then you get some people to follow up with to be like oh it could be this person it could be this person but they get kind of a little backwards like they don't get any information about the person yet but they do get some information about you know the fact that the car is stolen and that this person is a criminal and you know all of that yeah but it doesn't really lead anywhere other than that right no no because then she uh goes home (laughs) because then she goes home (laughs) but she Uh, does get a pretty creepy phone call when she does go home oh god yeah of all the i think this was the only part that i actually had like a minor problem with because right she okay she goes home she's getting ready for rehearsal her rehearsal tonight Mm -hmm. and the call right before she's like about to take a shower and the call is like hello like kind of no no one she knows but also someone that she imme- immediately is like oh great this is like a part of the pudgy man yeah this is maybe <laughs> the pudgy man um and he says i can't remember exactly what he says but he says something along the lines of you have secrets that i need so i'm going to come get them from you from your house oh from it your does, house i don't know if it says from your house but the implication is like this person is about to show up at her house yeah it heavily the way it's worded it like heavily implies that he's like either there or on his way there now yeah which is horrifying yes super horrifying so she tells she's alone in the house right now with hannah the housekeeper mm-hmm. and so she tells hannah and hannah just immediately takes charge and is like no one is fucking getting into this house i mean she doesn't <laughs> say fucking but we're gonna pretend it's halloween and we don't like children (laughs) (laughs) yep she is oh man she battens the hatches because draw those curtains turn those lights off no one goes near a window no (laughs) right and nancy like i think it's nancy being nice to hannah or like you know really caring about hannah because she does obey her and is like, no, I'm not going to go near any windows. I'm not. And like, I kept thinking, so basically what happens, she takes a shower, she comes back out, she's kind of unbothered, um, obviously thinking about it, but still kind of unbothered. And then they hear this knock on the door, this like, or no, the, the bell, doorbell ringing. And it's like a normal doorbell, just going, going, no one answers it because they're in crisis mode. Um, but then it brings for like a full minute. And no one, still no one gets it. And then the person goes away. And I would have found a window that overlooked the door somehow to look out and see who this was. But yeah, for sure. That I definitely would too. But that was not, that was not in Hannah's instructions. No, that's true. She, Nancy definitely obeyed Hannah's instructions and stayed away from all windows. Um, and then she gets another phone call from a handsome young gentleman named ned nickerson who says hey why didn't you let me into your house (laughs) i'm supposed to come pick you up remember (laughs) yeah and you're right it is written really well because you don't know that ned's coming over yet and so when you hear the door you don't know ned yet he hasn't been well we know ned from other books he's nancy's steady guy who she dates frequently according to (laughs) that that sentence which i loved (laughs) i loved that too because that totally meant like 
it just was so old-timey vocabulary like they're they're definitely a couple but the way that it is worded it's like they date frequently as in like they go on dates together frequently right yeah (laughs) I was like she dates him frequently but not all the time oh Nancy (laughs) I know right it could like in our scandalous these days (laughs) I know in our terminology that would imply more of like they're on again off again like really really together (laughs) (laughs) or they're in an open relationship (laughs) oh yeah that too yeah but that is uh fanfic only this is that they are definitely a (laughs) A committed couple or as committed as you can't be at this indiscernible age. Well, Ned is in college, so yeah, we know so, that much. I mean, they could be going steady. That's true. I kind of get the impression they are. They seem pretty. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're dating through like 50 books. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so he basically, poor Ned, is uh, rebuffed at the door when they don't know it's him. So he actually goes to the neighbor's house and calls and is like, hey, are you guys okay? What's happening over there? And Nancy's <laughs> like, oh, no. Okay, come back and I'll let you in. And I did really like Ned is a very good boyfriend of a sleuth because he set, he tells her on the phone, okay, I'm going to come and I'm going to ring the doorbell this specific and that's all you know. <laughs> You'll know it's me. <laughs> And he he reacts really well too. Like that was another place that I thought like could have been a place where they could have added, you know, or it could have just been very old timey or very like not very progressive of like, you know, they could have been uh, Ned and Nancy's dad could have been like extra protective of her in like a, a like a annoying way or whatever. But they're they're protective in a really good way while still like respecting that she's a great sleuth and Mm -hmm. an independent woman (laughs) yeah and can handle herself also I seem to remember and this we didn't get to we haven't gotten to this part of the book yet but I do seem to remember that she does get kidnapped in like every single book at some point (laughs) Uh uh oh so I mean they're probably used to her being able to like handle herself because she always gets out of it that's true yeah that's a good point I mean, her dad even says that to her at one point of, like, I think it was, like, after she was followed. Because, like, any father would be horrified if his daughter was followed. And he is. He's, like, he acts like a very caring parent while also being, like, listen, I know you can care for yourself. And I'm not saying you can't. But I also am very horrified. So we're going to look into this. <laughs> and, like, he's the one that comes up with the... um Because apparently Ned also has a convertible. And so um, Mr. Drew is like, okay, you guys are just going to switch convertibles right now and we'll put Ned in danger. (laughs) Ned doesn't care if he's in danger. Especially because Ned, I think, goes to school. Like, I think it's like in the town-ish, but it's like not in Nancy's like area necessarily. So I think it was going to be like the car would be far from Nancy. Literally no idea where, where Ned is located. But it does say that he is a football player. I don't know if it says it in this book, but it does say it in other books. Like, he seems like a pretty sturdy guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's probably... So they're probably thinking, like, Nancy up against a pudgy man, like, she can outwit him. But Ned against a pudgy man, he could probably, like, punch him in the face. He could just drop him. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Which... Uh oh yeah takes us to the next scene that was inadvertently (laughs) the best segue possible where ned does in fact punch the pudgy man in the face (laughs) not before the pudgy man 
sucker punches him. <laughs> yeah, that is unfortunate. The pudgy man does get the trap on Ned, but he punches back, so. <laughs> yeah, so they do good. They have their dinner. They have, like, a little family dinner. Mr. Drew comes home, and they kind of chit-chat the four of them. And then uh, Ned drives Nancy to rehearsal, which is really sweet. He, like, takes her to rehearsal and, like, waits for her. Is like, kind of watching, but also kind of just, you know, there to be there for her. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, from Nancy's, but we hear it, we see it from Nancy's perspective. So Nancy just sees Ned nearing the end of the auditorium door. She's up on stage. She's about to go, like, apparently the, the rehearsal is taking a long time. And so the director is, like, you know, very hard on everyone. And so everyone's like, oh, God, this is going to take forever. And so it finally gets to be Nancy's turn to, like, do one of her dances. And as she gets up to start, she sees Ned heading into the hallway, like, the door to the auditorium is opening and this guy, she just sees like a, fi- I just imagined it, like a fist punching Ned in the face, <laughs> which is very cinematic. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got the impression that he had like walked into the hallway and she saw it like as the door was closing. But oh, maybe. I can see it as like a fist just coming through the door in his face. <laughs> I mean, either way, it's very dramatic. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, then we hear, so Nancy obviously runs after, runs up there. And in that time, um, by the time she gets up there, I think. The pudgy man's already running away, right? Because she chases him mm-hmm. a little bit, but he, like, hops in a car and runs, like, drives away. Yeah, I don't know where he went. I think she maybe was like, oh, I'll chase the pudgy man. We'll care for Ned, who just got sucker punched in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she does come back to Ned pretty quickly and then gets his side, which is that Ned got a sketchy little note dropped in his lap <laughs> <laughs> that said something stupid, like, Nancy Drew has a new steady now. Come outside and see who it is or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. And so I I think Ned goes just to because he knows that Nancy is a sleuth. And so I, I don't think he I don't think he really thought that that was true. I think he just was like, no, I should follow this clue that was literally dropped in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get the impression that Ned's pretty confident in his and Nancy's relationship and also Nancy and also himself. Yes, so. agreed. <laughs> Everyone is like very healthy mindset wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he probably got that note and was like, huh, yeah, I'm just going to go check this out. Yeah, let's see, see where this takes who this me. crazy person is. <laughs> You know what he should have done, though? Because the pudgy man was clearly waiting for him by the auditorium doors. He should have gone out, like, the back end, like, the theater entrance and gone, like, you know, flanked him, basically. Gone around yeah. the side entrance. Yeah. I mean, that would have been smart, but that's why Nancy's the main character. In <laughs> that's true. That's why we're the sleuths, and that's why Ned Nickerson is not. Sorry, Ned, you're great, but you're no sleuth. Yeah. <laughs> But you're a football player and not a detective. So yeah. Stick with what you know. <laughs> yeah. Although later, spoiler alert, he is a good fireman. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a little tidbit for he's, him. A, he's, a, he's a good Boy Scout. He is. He is an ex. I mean, he probably actually is a Boy Scout. He, that's a great point. He is a very good Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah so the story yeah so nancy hears the story that you know he gets this no he goes outside he gets punched immediately upon entering the hallway and then Mm -hmm. right because he's just so shocked and he like punches him back pretty quickly but then the guy he still gets away he like runs um runs out of there pretty fast so they don't Mm -hmm. get the drop on him um and then uh, nancy's like oh let's go like we'll get you you know fixed up or whatever and he's like no, I'm just gonna like 
put some peas from the cafeteria on my face and I'm gonna like patrol the perimeter so he goes and like checks all around and watches for the rest of it and then Nancy runs back up on stage and still does get to finish her number Mm -hmm. which uh, is the first but will not be the last of a uh, befuddled rehearsal (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so she sleeps at home that night they go home and Mm -hmm. uh, actually scandalously enough I think Ned stays the night too yeah but you know who invites him Mr. Drew (laughs) Nancy's dad (laughs) yeah I think it really is a a kind of a testament to like how much they all like each other and get along because yeah as soon as they tell the story to Mr. Drew he's like oh well Ned you're not driving home now you're staying here so he like you know I think wants to like help you know obviously help help him feel better but then also like I think Mm -hmm. is probably also worried for his safety like driving back at night and like who might be following him he's also given him his daughter's car which is currently being tailed. <laughs> the danger vehicle. <laughs> the danger vehicle, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Plus, he had to stay to get Hannah's special home remedy to fix broken faces. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They had a little skeletro going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hannah whipped up a something-something. We don't know what it is, but, yeah, apparently it, it fixed Ned up right as rain yeah and then he trucks off to school in the morning they all have breakfast together mm-hmm. and then uh nancy has yet another day of uh sleuthing back at the tapa tapa house yeah <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> not to be confused with tapa tapa <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no god bless tapa tapa oh you guys, Julia and I took a really epic trip uh, last year to Spain and Morocco, and there's a there's a chain restaurant in uh, I don't know if it's all over Spain or just in Barcelona, but it's called Tapa Tapa. I think it's all over Spain. Is it? Oh. Because I feel like Brittany and I saw it in Madrid, also. Okay. Oh well, if you get a chance, to go there. It's great. Yeah, Love it is. It. It's delightful. Oh. It's tapas. It's wine. What more do you need? I don't need anything else except my cozy <laughs> mysteries and my cats. <laughs> except my Nancy Drew. <laughs> my Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew would love Tapa Tapa, I bet. Um, sure. Yeah. Oh, so Nancy drives back. She takes Ned's car. Mm-hmm. She drives back to uh, Miss Carter. Miss Carter? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. I turned into you for a minute. Miss <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carter's house. Miss Carter. <laughs> This is so. This is the part where I was like, Ugh. because, um, so the one the one thing that I remember from Nancy Drew is that Bess always gets called pretty, but like chubby, yeah, sibling or cousin. So this is the part where she gets a little bit teased for that, but it wasn't as bad as I remember. Yeah, you know it's true. It was. I was also annoyed by that and picked up on that. But you're right. It's not quite as jarring or straightforward as it could be. Yeah. And it was, I mean, maybe I'm just getting used to it because the cat who is a little bit worse. (laughs) Yes, I would hard agree. Yeah. The things in the cat who are like definitely more glaring. And whereas this, Mm -hmm. like, they definitely couch it with like, while she's getting, she is getting riled by George, who is like, clearly very athletic and very like thin probably i mean they don't Mm -hmm. you know they just say like young athletic blah 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 um but 
Bess also stays true to herself and then also finds a an ally in um Miss Carter who is like mm-hmm. you know what I always said that if you were at someone else's house you die at other places you don't die at other people's house houses and Bess was like yeah. thank you for that they just had like a little moment that was like all right a a small a small silver lining to what is definitely body shaming a little bit <laughs> Bess and her chocolate cake actually we didn't even mention that it was about chocolate cake we just jumped right into her being called <laughs> chubby in all the books That's the true. setup was <laughs> we probably should have mentioned yeah the setup was it was lunchtime they were eating like chicken salad or something and there was like a big old chocolate cake for dessert and Bess was like "Ooh, chocolate cake I want it and you know like they all kind of make fun of her while well, George mostly makes fun of her for not being able to stick to her diet but yeah you're right Miss Carter was a a nice little ally in terms of like you know like I've always said you diet in your own home diet has no place in other people's houses yeah. which I thought was nice and an acute way to kind of curb that um okay so moving on from pa- potentially uh d- image re- yes. related slice yes. i don't know what to- <laughs> i don't know what to call that yeah um, some light diet, diet shaming, shaming. Happening. <laughs> some, some light diet shaming moving on from that um in, yeah, in the middle of the day, Mrs. Carter, it looks like, went up to take a nap. Um, and Nancy, Bess, and George hear the tapping. So they go and uh, see if Miss Carter heard it also. Um, and she said she didn't. So they start checking around. And they go to the basement. Yeah, this and is make the moment of the big discovery. discovery. Yes. Yeah, a creepy yes, this is discovery creepy, no that matter I hated. what era you're in. <laughs> Yeah, it was terrifying. So Nancy goes down there and she's like, you know, this basement is like a lot smaller than upstairs. Like, why Mm -hmm. do you think that is, ladies? They're like, (laughs) I don't like what you're implying. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes down. (laughs) Yeah, so they they kind of like check around and see they find like a little hidden like hole in the wall that they start pulling at and the boards come loose and they find a hidden room like fully furnished room with a bathroom and like a little kitchenette like little apartment down like uh, behind the wall that someone has clearly been living in like the towels are still damp from um someone being in there like showering recently yeah so we are horrified that some like Phantom of the Opera <laughs> style pudgy man is oh, living. You know what in else we basement. should mention too that we kind of forgot in the Ned Sucker Punch debacle of 1939. Um, there was a key that was dropped mm-hmm. while during the scuffle. Oh yeah, and so that mm-hmm. comes into play. So then you know Nancy obviously spots it immediately and is like, "Ned, is that your weird tiny key?" And Ned's like, "Nope." <laughs> And so Nancy keeps the key. And then when they're investigating this tiny horrifying room, I mean, it's not horrifying in any other way, except that it's a secret lived in room that someone is inside your home. It's not like there's anything in Edney and there's not like stretched faces in there or anything like that. But that would be more horrifying though. Um, But it is like, it's also like (laughs) a little bit disturbingly 
clean like there's no, no like paraphernalia anywhere like there's no uh, clues not even like a like a knickknack around that they can look at and be like oh this could give us like an idea of who is here or who has has been here but <gasps> is a locked cupboard yep, and with a diary they use the little tiny weird key that, that the pudgy man dropped yeah that nancy yeah, conveniently yeah. has the key to <laughs> So she grabs the diary out of um, the little apartment and they close it back up again and take the, there was like a little like tool thing that they used to pry the board off. Um, And so they were like, oh, we'll take this with us so that maybe the, like whoever was living in here, like won't be able to get back in. Um, So they take that. And the key and the diary with them to read through and discover, like, who this person might be. So it ends up being yeah. Yeah, they find a out guy a named Gus. Real quick. Wooten. Yeah, that could. So it's W-O-O-N-T-O-N. However in your so heart, you we don't like know it. how that's pronounced. <laughs> However, yeah. It's not wonton, which I would. I know, which like is hilarious because that would be easy. <laughs> there is an extra O, but there's an extra which is hilarious because <laughs> wonton is a joke on, and that's why we drink because M mispronounced wanton. Yeah, no. they like mispronounced it and used wonton instead. <laughs> so it was really funny nice. that I was seeing this and being like, "Oh my god, my like, like," and that's why we drink insider joke brain came out. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, it is unfortunately, not wonton. It's not wonton. It <laughs> yeah, wonton is almost funnier, I think, than wonton. And a who's. So they find out this guy's name. We don't know if it's the pudgy man or not, but we, I yeah, mean, we yeah. highly suspect because he's the one with the key. So they, uh, they run that name, not immediately yeah. but they do run that name eventually um but they also read the diary and it sounds like kind of a like a like a child's diary that hasn't been written in in a while but also like yeah it's like the, child's one of the diary. first entries they read is like uh, right it sounds like a kid's entry being like oh like i can't wait for my parents to get back because my guardians are like locking me under the like locking me away in a tiny room which like i think the tiny room that he was locked in is this tiny room right is that maybe i mean that's kind of what i assumed like a harry potter style like live in this right secret basement layer right so they find the creepy apartment and then what yeah what happens after that so i think they search gus's name in the registry Sure. <laughs> yeah, Nancy's dad. That's In something the else. That... Police log. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Where do you look for people's names? <laughs> the yeah, especially in 1939. I I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they before Google Googled Gus's name. <laughs> in wherever you look for names aside from Google. <laughs> yes. And they found out that Gus Wooten Wooten was a a child at one point who um, 
Well, actually, they I don't think they find any record of a Gus Wooten. They find a record of uh, the Wootens who had owned the house previously, but they didn't have any record of like them having a child. Oh, right. Yeah, they definitely found, right, they were still kind of working on that, I think. Mm-hmm. But they did, didn't they find that there was? They did eventually find a separate Gus Wooten that, like, wasn't connected to that family. Oh. Or, like, maybe was, but I don't know. There was, like, a, I, I feel like I remember there being kind of a disconnect where they were like, oh, yeah, the Wootens did, like, own this house, but I don't think they had any kids. And then we find out oh. later that there is a Gus Wooten and um i don't know at what point he ended up in like a some sort of like special home for special children but he did end up in a special home for special children yeah not great yeah not the good kind of special the like needs help kind of special yeah Um, extra emotional and uh behavioral support well and i think the reason i'm cringing is that it's like 1939 and like they don't really they don't go into it at all but i mean i Mm -hmm. was definitely picturing like oh gosh did these parents just like send this kid away to an asylum yeah Yeah. exactly that it was like just like any kind of mental health issue that anyone might have and that it was you know back then okay to just send them away yeah well they do describe it as a private hospital so it could be that or it could be something nicer yeah it could be that or it could be fine who knows we we maybe we'll find out i i'm assuming it's not that great because what they also find out is that two or three weeks ago this gus wooten escaped mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it also kind of makes me wonder how long he had been in there because it sounds like he was a kid when he got put away and he doesn't sound like a child now yeah, I, to be honest, don't was a little bit confused by that timeline, too. But I wonder if they'll clear that up mm-hmm. for us. Nancy also had a theory, too. So basically, her dad finds all of this out and calls her at Miss Carter's house and, you know, basically calls her home early from their investigation that day um, because he doesn't want to tell her anything over the phone because they mm-hmm. are smart bitches. <laughs> yeah um and so yeah he says like no come home i think he also it sounded also like he was a little worried for her mm-hmm. so like that made me a little suspicious of miss carter to be honest but i don't know if that is founded or not um and it wasn't really with the information that he gives because he just gives that information mm-hmm. um and miss carter has been nothing but helpful because she also has been contacting her real estate agent to be like hey like, find all the people that lived here before us, especially the Wootens, and, like, find anyone who could be living in my fucking house. And like, also, we're changing all of the locks immediately. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's right, because before they leave, they call, because Besson and, and George are also leaving as well. They, they can't stay that night. They're going to a family, a family party. Um, and so before the three of them leave, Mr. Drew convinces Hannah to go stay with them. So mm-hmm. now there are the three women in the house, uh, Miss Carter, Miss Bealey, Hannah's friend, and then Hannah. So Miss Bealey's really happy to have her friend come stay with her. And it's like one more person to like listen for the tapping. And like hopefully that tapping is not going to be there because before 
Bess, George, and Nancy leave, they have a locksmith come and change all of the locks. Mm -hmm. And you're right, like you said before, they take the little tool that was clearly being used to pry open the little bottom Mm -hmm. room. And so they're really thinking that no one's going to be able to get in. Yes. We would hope. We hope. Um, so yeah, Bess and George and Nancy, um, are unfortunately not able to stay at the house that night. We don't hear really anything about Bess and George's plans other than they're having a nice little family party. Yeah. But Nancy goes to another rehearsal, which is just as exciting, if not more exciting than the last one. (laughs) My gosh. Yeah. Nancy is yet again waiting for her turn to go do her tap numbers. And before she gets the chance, uh, Ned is kind of, you know, prowling around because now that he has been attacked once at the rehearsal, he's a little more on guard. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. he's kind of looking around and he starts to smell smoke. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. And so he follows the smoke to the prop room, which I was picturing kind of like down a set of stairs and like backstage. Like it's very removed from where everything else is happening. Yeah. I don't know if, I mean, it couldn't have been like that removed because Nancy also finds the smoke and the fire and Ned and Ned trying to get it out so she like it doesn't sound like it was necessarily on her like normal path but she did at least like hear something or like smell something or you know right yeah because she ends up down there with him and then once they're both down there and there is actually a fire, like a bunch of clothes have been, it's like pretty obvious to them from the beginning too. And then the fire department later confirms it, but mm-hmm. a bunch of costumes have just been thrown together and lit aflame. They just have been yeah. doused in gas and lit. So because of that, the fire's pretty um, hefty. And so Ned is fighting it with one fire extinguisher and then Nancy comes down and She's really smart. She like grabs some wet some cloths and she wets them and she so they can like breathe easier and then she has an, finds another fire extinguisher so the two of them are fighting it. But that's not before she tries to run back out and realizes that the door at the top of the stairs is locked. Yeah. So obviously someone had waited for her specifically to go down there and then lock the door behind them, which is terrifying especially yes. someone who wants to be her new boyfriend that he's like, trying to kill her already <laughs> yeah what a terrible way to win someone over should yeah. i light you on fire right like unclear if they were just trying to kill ned but like obviously nancy got caught in there too so mm-hmm. right yeah Yeah, but anyway, so we had a little moment of panic because the orchestra was playing and so she was like pounding on the door and no one could hear her, but um, they did eventually get the fire under control and someone did eventually realize that the locked door was billowing smoke out of the cracks. So the the whole crew comes down to save them and the fire department comes and it is confirmed that it was arson. Yeah, it's confirmed pretty fast. Like, the fire department mm-hmm. gets there and is like, yeah, it's a bunch of props lit on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ned's like, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Like, no doubt this is a <laughs> yeah. prop room. There's no fire down here without yeah. someone bringing it. 
right right um yeah so i think they all go home early i think everyone's kind of like "Eh, we don't want to we don't want to right now like we just can't so yeah yeah they just go on home and i think ned just drops nancy off i don't think he stays the night again i think he he drops her off with her her dad and the journal um and so they do a little bit more poking around in the journal that night um Mm -hmm. yeah so i think they they found like a another entry that just basically made gus look even more of an unfriendly character shall we say right yeah because isn't it about like joy riding a boat or something yeah it was like like it it sounds kind of like a like maybe like a pretentious rich kid but like a little to the extreme you yeah. know like he was like oh well you know like i was so bored so i like went out and stole a boat and like chased people around and like then st- parked it and stole someone's wallet on my way home (laughs) you know like right just kind of like doing terrible things for no reason because he just has no self-control yeah or no no thought for other people in general right yeah and then i think the next thing is that they nancy and george and beth all reconvene again they go back to miss carter's house um no the next thing is another horrifying discovery Uh uh-oh um so nancy and her dad go to bed wake up and the journal's gone (gasps) oh my god that's right i fuck how did i forget about that it was so horrifying i blocked it out yeah so this guy is like i mean to be fair he's had like all the opportunities in the world to like brutally murder all of them and he hasn't so yeah true like something like there's got to be like something going on we don't know like what he wants but like obviously he at least doesn't want to murder them whether he needs them alive or whether he wants them alive you know we aren't sure right because Um, yeah that's right i forgot about that they wake up and they find the journal missing from like their kitchen table like it was in the middle of their locked house yeah so they they kind of like poked around and eventually discovered that the window in the attic had been opened yeah uh, and the screen had been removed and there's a like a trellis outside with ivy growing on it um and so they think that he had just like kind of like scuttled up the wall with the trellis and ivy on it and used it like a ladder and gotten in through the attic of all windows yeah um so they they boarded that one up they didn't board up any other windows but they boarded that particular one up and then yeah i think from then they go to the cat show yeah they go back to miss carter's and they pick up all the cats not Mm -hmm. all the cats but they do pick up a number of cats because now they're kind of Something else happened. <laughs> oh, no, no. Do we miss something else, too? Yeah. So they go back to Miss Carter's, and there's been another cat robbery. <gasps> I thought so. I knew. Okay, yes. You're right. Yes. So there's been another cat robbery because Bess and George have not been sleeping in the garage, at least not that night. And creepy man slash we don't know if he's, like, the same person as the cat burglar, but we're highly suspicious that it might be connected 
he is potentially living in the basement so he would know whether or not Bess and George were sleeping right in the garage um but yeah he makes off with like five five other cats or a handful of other cats but luckily not the cats that are to be sold at this particular cat show because Mrs. Carter brought them in for grooming so they were not in the garage right yeah and it is kind of funny that like you know at this point Bess, George, and Nancy are kind of like also a little bit doing uh mrs carter's chores for her yeah. because, <laughs> because they're, they're there the and willing yeah. <laughs> they're the ones who actually take the cats to the show yeah yeah exactly so yeah from there this is really the last thing and we end mm-hmm. on this big fun spooky cliffhanger mm-hmm. of uh they go to the show they check in they all basically every single cat they bring is awarded like a best in show first place second place like no other cats are awarded any yeah apparently (laughs) just mrs carter's cat so they're like um yeah we're upping the price like let's try to sell these cats for more than (laughs) more than mrs carter thought yeah exactly um and so people are coming by and then especially one person comes by and says you know asks the price and says oh shoot that's a lot. That's like a little bit high because um, there's someone else selling Persian cats on the other side of this hall or like, you know, the like convention area. I pictured it like a big open like convention area. I mean, let's be real. I was picturing CatCon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yes, this, so this woman says, oh, well, there's someone selling Persian cats on the other side of this building for way cheaper. And they're like, really? That seems weird. And so I think it's George that goes to investigate and comes back quickly and is like, oh, those are the fucking stolen cats. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I don't know about all of them, but I'm sure at least a handful are Miss Carter's. Which I think we got our thief. Yeah. Which I really liked because I just pictured like, because George and Bess have now slept with these cats in the garage for like at least two nights so i picture george coming back and just being like i fucking know these cats i'd I'd know them anywhere those are ours (laughs) yeah those are my cats to protect yeah (laughs) so yeah that was really funny and like yeah such a good cliffhanger because like uh, george was clearly like sneaky enough to like not confront the person initially so Mm -hmm. now it comes back and so i assume within the next chapter we'll have like some kind of you know confrontation yeah but now they get to plan it and maybe yeah. like all the cops themselves and like I or just know. take care of themselves because they are bad bitches they are bad bitches <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i actually i did look ahead a little bit i haven't read this chapter yet but um we're a little bit we're a little bit early. We're not quite halfway through the book yet. The end of the next chapter is halfway through the book. Uh-oh. But the end of the next chapter, I, I read like the last paragraph in the end of the next chapter. And I was like, oh, no, that is not a cliffhanger we can end on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, this God. one's fun. And we can be like, tune in next time for, you know, <laughs> figure out if these cats are actually miss carter's or not like see Except how they you handle just it told us all that there's going to be something horrifying next time to talk about so you kind of did it already yeah <laughs> well yeah the end of the next chapter i was like um absolutely not we cannot tell people to tune in next time to see what happens <laughs> oh god okay well, like someone's gonna like drums. 
<laughs> go out and buy this book to like finish because <laughs> no one's gonna want to like wait to figure out if <laughs> Nancy survives. Oh god. oh god. Okay. Well, I mean, there are like seventy-five books after this one, so I'm gonna yeah. go out on a limb and say Nancy survives. But obviously, Nancy survives. But yeah, this one's a much more fun and like light and easy cliffhanger (laughs) okay well you're leaving this on an ominous note then (laughs) yeah so i'm excited for us to read the next part and the next chapter let's just say there's some action coming up for us (laughs) yes okay perfect well great that's uh very creepy and uh can't wait yeah and uh yeah thanks guys for listening this was our nancy drew special and we'll be back next week with uh with our second part of our nancy drew special yeah and we'll figure out how how nancy get the gets these cats back from this mysterious salesman yeah yeah this mysterious pudgy salesman who may have escaped from a mental hospital from the 1930s yeah we don't even know if it's the pudgy guy I feel like if it that's was true. the pudgy guy, George would have come back and been like, it's the pudgy guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, that's true. Although, has she seen him? Maybe not. I don't know. But I feel like if he had been pudgy at all, she would have come back and been like, he's fat, guys. It might be him. Yeah, true, true. He's got a double chin. And that's the only descriptor I have. <laughs> so that's what I'm going on. <laughs> that's true. That is any the only description anyone has. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, wait. Big fun announcement. We have merch now. So you should yes. go online. Julie and I have already bought lots of merch for both of ourselves. Yeah. Um, no one else but us. <laughs> I know. We're the only two sales so far. So you guys should help us out. Um, I made a short link for it. I also put it in our social media bios. So you can get to it there. But you can also go to bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash paranormal shop. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find it there. Um, yeah. There's yeah, so much you, stuff. Oh, there's so much good stuff. You will also probably see lots of pictures of me with my uh, cute crop crop shirt nice. and my mug. I got a Ooh, mug. And I, I got a mug too. Did you? I love the mug. And yes. Then, there are lots of mugs because I figured Quillerin drinks a lot of coffee, so that's and in the right vein. Also drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, I got yes. the camper mug because for some reason <gasps> I picture the camper mug being good for coffee and wine yes yeah I almost got that one I got the one with the red handle just because oh, I yeah, pictured that one being good. like good too. a daily flexion like you know style one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm glad we got different ones this will be such a good yep. you'll see it all on social media guys. you'll see it all <laughs> I also got a baseball hat even though I never wear baseball hats you did get a baseball hat oh my god i can't wait i also got the phone case and i got it for john because john's phone case died like so long ago and now he's just using his phone and like hovering it over like concrete pavement and i'm like okay i'm buying you a phone case that has my birch on it yeah yeah i also got the phone case even though i currently love my phone case and probably won't switch it out for a while You just gotta have it just in case. Just the phone case it. does look really cool. I'm so yeah, excited about it. I know it does look really cool. I just oh. like drop my phone so often. I have like the extra like ginormous yeah. case with like all of the bumpers on it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And we should also look into pop sockets because that's the only reason yes. I didn't get it for myself because I like using pop sockets too much and I don't uh, want to cover up our cool logo. That's fair. Yeah, I don't use a pop socket, so I can just put our cool logo cover right on my phone. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, and also yeah, yeah, merch-related, yeah. um, because we are a new shop on Spreadshirt, or Spreadshirt? Spreadshirt, yeah, on Spreadshirt, which is the company that we're using, um, they give all new shops 15% off. So 15% you guys go off. on and click the little, there's a little redeem flasher banner thing. You'll see it. It's pretty big and clear there. And um, yeah, you'll get 15% off on your first order. Yeah. I think it's like, it's like for the next like 10 days too. So it's for a while. Yeah. Um, which was exciting because I ordered so much stuff. It was almost like I got that mug for free. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah, we hope you enjoy, guys. And, uh, yeah, if you do buy any, like, send us pictures and, you know, we'll share it and, like, reshare it, obviously. Like, you know, just retweet well, all that good fun stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy. You're, we hope you have as much fun with it as we did because – and are continuing to. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was also really fast. Like, I was surprised. I mean, mine hasn't come yet. I ordered it, like, some Sunday. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, I got an email today saying it was ready and shipped. So Oh, that's awesome. Hopefully it'll come this week. Yeah, it's super cool. It's a really cool company. They like make everything to order. So like as soon as you order, they make it and they say it only takes like a day or two to make mm-hmm. and then it ships right out after that. Yeah. So we'll see how long shipping takes. But to actually make it for me, my whole shipment took like a day. Oh, so good. Yeah. So yeah good yeah so yeah get on that guys if you're interested that uh link again is bit.ly slash paranormal shop yes so yeah we're so excited about that and yeah. also a huge shout out to nelly in the netherlands who is just the gemist of all gems that's not a word but they are just like the greatest and uh helped us really redo our logo so we have this really yeah. great new logo it's super oh. cute it's so, so cute. We still so, have the OG logo buttons, but I'm pretty excited about this new logo. It is yeah. much better than my hand drawn. <laughs> and <laughs> and like, my like photo, just like not even scanned into a computer, just like iPhone photo of a like <laughs> colored pencil drawing logo that I had made for us. Yes. And then just what like I cobbled together after the fact <laughs> to put the like title on it. Yeah. It is. I am very attached to it, but I also think that Nelly just really elevated us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we also along the way picked up a, uh, a really cute little um, kitty magnifying glass design. So I put that on the shop too. So if you want a little yeah. kittifying glass, which I was kitty, calling it. Kitty glass. A little kitty detective glass. Um, there's a, a few little merch things on there too. And the, honestly, guys, this shop has like so many more options of things too. So if there is anything that you think that you would want with our logo on it let us know like tweet me i don't know if julia will ever find any information that you try to send to her but But you can always email us we have a gmail paranormal captivity pod at gmail or find us on social media and i can we can definitely see what we can do about it because uh yeah yeah we're just super fun we're super excited about it also oh my god shadow just made the most ridiculous tiny little cry in the background (laughs) Oh, I should also probably go feed them, but yeah, I gotta so, do yeah. my do my second round feedings. Oh, your little second second dinners, second dinner just oh. for just for Mushu. Oh, Mushu second dinner. Mushu gets a second dinner because he gets chased away from his first dinner by Chuni, and then oh. Chuni falls asleep, and I give Mushu a second dinner. <laughs> oh, that's really smart. Oh my god, maybe I should do that with Franklin. <laughs> oh, second dinner, second dinner. 
All right. Well, happy second dinner, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also going to go eat a second dinner. (laughs) Yeah, I might too. Actually, I ate a little bit before this, but I definitely want some more. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Also probably coming. Happy second dinner (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts. All right. Bye. Bye.